behind the crown gown and makeup, incredible women are working to change the world through service, style, success, and scholarship. Join me, Madeline Fisher, as I sit down with title holders within the Miss America organization to share just how outstanding these young women really are. It's the Four Points Podcast. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Four Points Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Miss America organization and its title holders. And today I am joined by fellow Greyhound, Michaela Tucker. How are you, Michaela? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm so excited to be in here with someone who actually goes to school here. (laughs) Because when I sent you the directions, you were like, yes, I know exactly where I'm going. And I didn't have to worry about like making sure people fit in that tiny little visitor lot in front of uh, Randsburg. I was like, thank goodness. You don't have to drive anywhere. It makes it so much easier easier but how are you i'm doing good you know i just finished up my last final today Same. and i am so ready to have only a week <laughs> break and then i'm right back to school for my perfect. summer session perfect perfect so tell everyone a little bit about yourself so i think something really cool about me right now is that i'm not from indy okay. i'm actually from valparaiso and um i went to a really small high school and then i came down to Indy just because I thought it was going to be a good setting for me. And I basically started studying um, biology first. I changed my major, and then I wanted to go to physical therapy school. I did a, I did a lot of different things. And for me, MAO was not something I had ever heard about. It's <laughs> not something that you hear about in Valparaiso. Mm-hmm. And when I came down to Indy, I was going through the 500 Vessel Princess program, and I actually met 2017 Miss Indiana, Haley. Yes, Haley Begay. Yes, and she actually kind of put the bug in my ear and said, hey, you know, you might be a really good candidate to do this. Why don't you go ahead and try? And I, I kind of brushed her off and kind of brushed her off, and I didn't really think much of it. And then I ended up competing in Miss Collegiate Indy. Okay. Just not super – the next um, the next competition season after, mm-hmm. you know, 500 Festival Princess and stuff had run through – and I first I didn't really think it was for me. Mm-hmm. I went and I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun doing it, but I knew I was getting ready to apply for grad school. I was going into my junior senior years. I really thought that I was gonna focus on school. So I hung up my shoes, I sold a lot of my stuff, <laughs> and then I saw Lydia compete for Miss Indiana USA. And she actually got a hold of me and said, Hey, you know, Miss Northeast is coming up. Why don't we go ahead and do this? Mm-hmm. And I mulled it over mulled it over and then said you know what I'll go ahead and step into it Mm -hmm. and when I stepped out at Northeast onto the stage at Embassy I was wow (laughs) I had never felt so much peace in my life and she was a really big person that encouraged me to continue to continue to keep going through MIO and then I went to Miss Great Lakes and here I am now I didn't expect anything out of it and (laughs) I mean I looked around for a solid 10 seconds and was like, wait a minute, did they ca- actually call my name? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's how I ended up getting involved in MAO. I never knew anything about it. This is my first year doing anything, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of excited to be here, to be honest. <laughs> it's the first trip to Miss Indiana, too. Yeah, there's Sick. a lot of first-timers. Yeah. There are actually so many new faces, as you mentioned. We were at kickoff, and I was, like, looking around. I was like, okay, I've seen her. She's competed before, and it's like, who are all these other people? And I'm so excited. And you mentioned um, Lydia Tremaine being one of those people who reached out to you. And you're not the first person. I know Alyssa talked about that. Um, And a lot of other people, especially just 
throughout Indiana and even like in other states that she met, like she influenced so many people to be part of this organization. And we're so grateful to you, Lydia. You're amazing. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about what you're doing here at UND. You are a grad student now, correct? Mm-hmm. So yep. kind of talk about um, your experience with UND and kind of where your educational career is going. So yeah, when I came in as an undergrad, I kind of pretty much knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to study to become a physical therapist. And I basically picked a track that was a lot more interesting to me. Most everybody who goes into physical therapy ends up picking exercise science and using that to go to grad school. And that didn't seem like much of my gig. (laughs) I didn't want to be a personal trainer. I wanted to be a therapist. So I ended up choosing human. I chose biology first and then I went and chose human biology because organic chemistry is really, really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't want to have to have um, that on my record when I didn't need it for grad school. So um, I started applying, you know, my senior year and I applied to multiple universities and programs. I got a decent amount of interviews and then I knew in my heart, though, I wanted to stay at UND. Yeah. I love the faculty. They really are there for you and your success. Absolutely. And they really do care about you in and outside of school. So, and I knew a lot of them from when I was a freshman. I mean, I had Kathy Martin, who was my new student experience teacher, and Mm -hmm. she was one of the big contributors of why I got into grad school here at UND. But I'm currently a first year student. You know, first year is the hardest for PT grads because you're taking 22, 23 credit hours. Yikes. (laughs) Yep, and you're having your first summer session, maybe your first summer session of your life. I know it's my first summer session. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then you go on clinical rotations. You go for first year and then you have eight weeks on campus and you are out of there you are Mm -hmm. actually in the clinic working with actual individuals uh, under a clinical instructor of course but it's crazy to think that I've completed most of my curriculum it's I looked on degree work since like 40 percent of my curriculum's already done crazy and one thing about UND like especially when people tell me like oh I'm going to a big state university I'm like that's great like if that's for you please do that But what a lot of people don't think about is how good small schools are for you to get really close with your faculty, not saying you can't do that at a larger school, but when there's less students, I think the student to teacher ratio here is like one teacher for every 16 students, something like that. But being at a small school is just so great when it comes to like getting to know your instructors and really getting involved in your department because you're one of a hundred, not one of a thousand. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's the, one of the reasons I chose UND. I, this was mm-hmm. the, one of the only colleges that I visit, and I got into a decent amount of colleges when I applied in high school. And I came here because I knew that all the faculty, I don't think I've had a bad professor at UND. They have all wanted to see me succeed in and out of the classroom. And with their help and their support, I've been able to do that. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm able to do stuff like this now is really because they helped shape me, you know, away from my home. Cause I had never been away from home before I moved away to college. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just so happy to have another Greyhound in here because I love bragging about this university to a lot of people. And the first thing people are like, well, it's in kind of a bad area. I'm like, but we create a campus bubble. Inside of campus is wonderful. And there's a ton of things to do for a small school. And there's a canal in the middle. Every day I fight like my urge to like jump in the canal and start swimming. I think everybody does. Oh, yeah. No, seniors <laughs> specifically, I have watched on multiple occasions at the end of the second semester. It's like a senior thing. You know how like IU has a senior run through the fountain? Yeah. We have the senior jump and swim in the canal and oh. we're not supposed to, but we do. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I am so excited to do that. I have like two more years, I think, but can't wait. So... Michaela, once again, so glad that you're here, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about style and service. 
All right, welcome back to the Four Points Podcast. Today, I am joined by Miss Great Lakes, Michaela Tucker. Now, Michaela, we're going to start talking about the Four Points of the Crown. And the first one that I like to talk about with everybody is style, because I like to break down the misconception of what a pageant girl should be, what they look like, and kind of what the world of pageantry really is. So what is your take on that? So my take on style is that it's not so much about what you wear, it's about who you are as a person and the impact that you leave on individuals. I mean, I, f- I feel that I'm a real laid back individual and I have so many people comment, especially in my cohort, that I don't look like a pageant girl. <laughs> I don't act like what they think a pageant girl is. And I, I think that we in the Miss America organization, and since we're going to the 2.0 area, we're really trying to break those things down. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, if you saw me on the street, you wouldn't peg me for an individual that is a part of this organization organization i mean i'm not in makeup all the time mm-hmm. and i'm not in dresses all the time i'm not dressed to the nines every single day i mean most of the time i'm going to class in leggings and oversized sweatshirt Me my too. hair greasy hair is thrown up in a bun <laughs> i barely got the crust out of my eyes so i think with mao what we're where we're going is that everybody is a miss america body and i'm a firm believer in that everybody is worthy of love and just you being happy in your skin and i think that's something that i was moving towards in my style is being happy in my own skin Mm because i didn't always love every feature about myself like my freckles and just my height i'm five foot two i feel short compared to everybody (laughs) and I don't think I've ever really felt tall in my life, except for when I put on, you know, the platform heels and kind of wander around. But for me, style has just been my impact on individuals, my personality and how I use that to further my further develop my values and my morals and also just further the causes that I'm super passionate about. Yeah, so you say that your style is kind of who you are as a person, and I know that that has a lot of influence on your taste in dresses and your taste in music and kind of what you select to do on the Miss Indiana stage. So let's talk about dresses first. So what is your favorite dress that you've worn? You mentioned competing a couple years ago at Collegiate Indy and having dresses there and then starting again this year and winning at um, Great Lakes and also competing at Northeast. So tell me about what your favorite dress that you've worn, and it's just kind of like what's your favorite style of dress? Yeah, so the my favorite style of dress is kind of more of a ball gown ish Mm -hmm. I have this dress that I call big blue and she looks like flowing water I have so many pictures in that dress and I actually found it off Poshmark because your girl is not gonna pay full price for a dress I'm telling you that (laughs) which I think is another misconception that you have to go out and spend thousands upon thousands Mm of dollars on a wardrobe to compete in an organization like this and for me I'm gonna wear the jumpsuit that I got when I was a 500 festival princess when you know I'm gonna wear my dress that I've been wearing that I got off Poshmark the only thing that I actually bought new this year was my Miss Indiana dress because Mm -hmm. I I wanted something I had never really bought a dress or I've bought bought (laughs) I've never really bought a dress that I felt um that I felt super comfortable in my style is more towards the color scheme it's not so much about the dress I love jewel tones so I'm a I'm a burgundy I'm a blue I'm a kelly green kind of girl you got that emerald kind of going on and uh I'm kind of really attracted to those colors because I think they show off my personality because I can be a little overwhelming sometimes because I'm, you know, I got to make up for my height. 
I got to be a bigger personality, you know. I I got to be big in some way. So I, I talk a lot. I'm ready to go. I'm always ready to talk about new things, have those tough conversations. And I think bright colors like the jewel tones mm-hmm. really represent who I am on the inside and how my personality has developed over the years. Yeah, I'm a big jewel term person too, but in a different way, it's because I'm pale and I have reddish hair. So those are the ones that, yeah, both of us got red hair in here, guys. But it's it's just the most flattering on like my skin tone. And I, I don't think you can ever go wrong with a good jewel tone. I, I stick towards reds. Reds are my color love Mm -hmm. a good red and i found a really fun just passion in steel gray uh definitely try it out it's great (laughs) so how many dresses did you actually try on this year before you found your miss indiana dress and where did you go if you don't mind me asking i went to ashley renee's because my director was so excited to show me ashley renee's because like i said never done this stuff before never really done pageant shopping in my life and she wanted to take me there because (laughs) she knew that not only would i find my dress but i would have such a wonderful experience and it's something that we could share together because she is a true AR girl. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting, I was pulling dresses for myself and I was pulling ones that I thought maybe, you know, I would like and a little conservative. And then the amazing women at Ashley Renee started oh, pulling awesome. things that were like, you know what? I see you in this. I see you in that. I think I tried on about 10 or 12 dresses and the dress that I ended up getting for Miss Indiana was one that I did not even pull for myself. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that color to be good. I did not expect that fit to be good. And I think it was also coming from a place of, I love ball gowns because I am kind of scared of my legs sometimes Mm -hmm. because I am super short and I am super pale. And so at the time when I won Miss Great Lakes, I don't think that I was super comfortable in my body. And I'm okay with admitting that because we're all human. We all have things that we don't like about ourselves and it's okay to not like something, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that you're any less worthy of any love and admiration. And I just, I put on that dress and when I got it on my body, I was like, you know what? This is it. This is it. <laughs> I walked out and my director said, I don't got to see anymore. We're <laughs> done for the day. That that truly <laughs> is the dress because it made me look and feel confident in my own skin, which is something that I'm not always feeling, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest. So, you know, I went into Ashley Renee's. I had no idea what I wanted. I actually like tried on dresses until I tried on like the one that I ended up getting. And I like I broke down into tears. I was like, oh, my gosh, is this what it feels like? to find something that I love. And the people at Ashley Renee's, again, they sent me a little card um, after I bought my dress. They send you a card. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is so sweet. I love them. They're so incredibly kind. Um, But the other side of style, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be in your talent and kind of how your talent reflects you as a person. So you don't have to share your song yet. (laughs) That can stay a surprise. But tell everyone what your talent is. So I am doing a jazz vocal. And singing something, singing is something that I've always loved to do. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, I did choir, I did drama, I was in the musical. I really wish I would have gotten involved in drama a lot earlier. Oh, it's so fun. I love uh, it. Yeah. And I basically, I've grown up singing. Mm-hmm. I My mom has videos of me, like five years old, singing Bob the Builder. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it is kind of nuts. But I've grown up singing and I was really sad when I came to college that I kind of got away from it. I don't know what happened. I kind of, I guess, retreated into myself and I didn't put myself in situations of where I was using my voice and just using my voice for singing or just using my voice in general. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to be in this organization because it gives me an opportunity to showcase something that I truly love. Now, 
other people are majoring in it. Some people are making it a job. I know, you know, Alyssa's the music therapy, which again, we're going to have a lot of fun with that because <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to wholeheartedly use musical therapists because I think what they do is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I know our musical music therapy program here at UND and art therapy really program, really awesome. And I talk to a lot of people through there, but I think that jazz vocal reflects my style because it's kind of laid back, but it gives you the opportunity to be flexible. I mean, Lady Gaga is a really phenomenal mm -hmm. jazz artist. A lot of people don't know that. She's actually a classical artist. At first, yeah. At first, before she went into the pop scene. And she sings phenomenal jazz, if you've ever heard her sing. And she likes to say that she likes to go off ink. Mm -hmm. So ink is just what's on the paper. Jazz really gives you a platform to play with the music and make something completely your own. So Yeah, and that's why I love working at a jazz station right now. We're in the facilities at WICR. Huge shout out. I love being an air personality here. Um, but we, every once in a while, we have like alumni or just jazz artists and indie. They come in and they talk about it and you realize how much of jazz, jazz is improvised. Like they don't plan it. They just start playing and see where the music takes them. And I love people who sing jazz because I was telling you my song that I selected is like a jazzy musical theater vocal. Yeah. And I think we have very similar styles when it comes to the talent scene. But I, I love that. That's like the best explanation for jazz <laughs> ever. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and with that, we're going to kind of go into the service section of this podcast. So describe your social impact initiative because I wasn't there when you were crowned. So I don't really know a lot about it. And I would love to learn more. Oh, yeah. I love talking about this because <laughs> a lot of people, even after I say it, are like, I have no, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so and that's the same thing that kind of goes with physical therapy. There's a lot of people that just don't know about what I'm going into as a profession so my social impact is choose pt and it was a movement that was started by the american physical therapy association as our response to the opioid addiction crisis that we were seeing when we had that uptick in prescription opioids we found more people getting addicted and it just kind of went absolutely haywire mm -hmm. so but it's really grown in the last few years it was it's been revamped and so it's not just trying to seek individuals out to use physical therapy as a chronic pain management which is the one thing that i'm truly advocating for but it's also trying to encourage individuals to lead a healthy lifestyle and seek out PT for a variety of health issues because our profession has changed so much and there's so much that we have to offer to the community we are here to help individuals increase their quality of life and I think it's really important that people understand that physical therapy exists because Miss America and my professional organization, the APTA, have been around for 100 years. But both of them were started in 1921. And in those 100 years, Miss America went on to become a household name. I mean, I could look at probably anybody and I say Miss America and they'll have some semblance of what that Miss is, America yeah. is. They may not know about the organization and what we stand for and what truly goes behind the pageantry. But they know the name. Mm -hmm. But there are still individuals that have no idea what a physical therapist is, who we are, what we do, how we can help, and how we become a healthcare option that is super viable for them and is actually can be incredibly cost effective for insurance companies, for the healthcare system, and just for them in general. I mean, I know healthcare is super expensive anyway, but it's an option. And I think it's really important to be providing options in healthcare, mm -hmm. which there's a lot that's going on yeah. outside of MAO right now that's taking away options, but we could delve into a rabbit hole, but let's, let's, let's kind of stay away from that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the title holders have adapted what they're doing to social media. And I've kind of asked everyone about that. So what is your approach when it comes to ad 
um, advocating for Choose PT on social media? Oh yeah, Choose PT actually has a lot of marketing resources. They have a website and I really encourage everybody to take a moment and go to the Choose PT website. Honestly, if you just search Choose PT on Google, it'll pop right up. It's like the first search thing. And it's got a lot of um, resources that you can help find you physical. Uh, help find you a physical therapist or it can help you figure out what to do you know Mm -hmm. what to bring on your first physical therapy visit but it has a lot of marketing tools for individuals to promote that they have posters flyers cards they've got stories and videos that you can use to present and what I'm doing on social media is I just want to tell people about who we are and what what we do. So I've been trying to share a lot about what I'm doing as a student, just Mm -hmm. what a physical therapist does. I mean, we're going to take measurements. We're going to be a primary movement analysis. And I think the first step to social media really was for me just getting out there and just talking about physical therapy. Mm -hmm. My next step in social media is I want to continue to promote Cheese PT with the website, use their marketing strategies, work with the American Physical Therapy Association to target ways that we can better, I guess market's not the word I'm looking for, but better advocate to the general public because we do a really good job of advocating for our profession within the profession. yeah, Yeah, within the profession. But we really need to do the groundwork to get to the people. And one of the things that I've been working on is I've been working with the pain special interest group for APTA Indiana. And I've been trying to figure out a way to reach the public. And I think what we've kind of decided is I'm putting together a presentation that I'm going to be able to use to let people know about what we do and how we can help and what it's kind of grown into is that it's going to be a presentation where I can share that with other members of APTA Indiana and they can also share it with other people. That's incredible. And I definitely suggest doing that as a live stream and putting that on Instagram. That would be girl. I'll be there. I'll watch it. Yeah. Honestly, I love social media tips because I'm kind of on the older end (laughs) of the spectrum when it comes to title holders and I use social media, but I also need to be careful about how I use social media because it can really affect my mental health. So I'm trying to use it as a platform Mm -hmm. for good, and that's why I'm loving having the Miss Great Lakes uh, platform because it's given me an opportunity to just focus on my social impact. So I'm looking forward to doing a live stream. What I'm doing right now is putting together a plan for health a health fair to try to go to health fairs and do something like a senior fitness testing or a portion of that to kind of show people a little bit about what we can do. And... I think what what I'm going to do with that, too, is I'm going to ab- be able to provide that to other people yeah. at, at APTA Indiana so they can continue to go forth and advocate and do lots of cool things because I'm only one person. Mm-hmm. You know, one person can really start the chains, but you need the voices of many to continue to let that change ring out. And I yeah. think it's going to be a big thing once I finally get it done. <laughs> but hey, yeah. you ever need tips with social media? I'm a digital media manager. I got you, girl. Oh, yeah. I'll be reaching out to you <laughs> a lot. So out of all of the service you've done, you've talked about meeting with APTA Indiana and other things like that. But what do you think has been your favorite community service project? project so far in your career in the Miss America organization? I honestly think that my favorite thing that I've done lately, it doesn't really tie into MAO, truly. Yeah, you're good. Um, I actually had the opportunity, I got this from one of my professors, Connie. She actually has a friend that works with 
Rehab Hospital of Indiana, and she sends out opportunities a lot to volunteer with them. And one of the opportunities that came up was a wheelchair basketball tournament. I have never seen wheelchair basketball (laughs) in my life. And I was so interested. And so I immediately signed up. And I, yeah, I asked if I could go as a title holder and they were super excited to have me there. And I mean, I was really upset with myself afterwards, though. I will tell you this because I don't think you realize how much there is human variability until you actually see it. In school, we are taught to not make assumptions and that everybody is going to be different and everyone's going to have a unique story. Mm -hmm. And I went into the wheelchair basketball tournament with expectations and, you know, to see individuals that couldn't walk completely. Most of the individuals that I saw there walked through the door. Those kids, there was so many people with so many different conditions that were able to play wheelchair basketball, that were able to be involved in adaptive sports. And it gave them an outlet to, you know, be involved in their community too. And I, when I left there, I left with a new perspective on individuals Mm -hmm. and it's going to really inform my practice and just how I interact with the world. So not only was I able to see something I've never seen before, (laughs) love it because I love basketball. I mean, I am a true Hoosier at heart. And I just think it's going to really change the way I look at the world from now on and going to change my practice, how I interact with people Mm -hmm. and what I do in the future. Yeah, I love when people tell me about like their service because everyone, because we're all, a lot of us are from different areas in Indiana, we find different ways to get involved. And I talked um, with Chloe a lot about like the different festivals in Indiana, but there's a lot of other really cool things going on. The Special Olympics of Indiana, that's Mm -hmm. another thing that goes on here. And then obviously wheelchair basketball, that's so cool yeah they actually have a lot of adaptive sports and i'm looking forward to in june volunteering with their adaptive ski program oh so they do water skiing (sighs) at two different sites in indiana and it just gives kids the opportunities to get out and do sports that they may not have been able to do otherwise and just be kids and just be kids and have fun because there's a lot of instances where they, they see their friends and they're not being able to do those things, but there are amazing opportunities for them to be like everybody else, yeah. to be kids, to have fun and to embrace who they are. And I think it's really empowering when you can go and do a sport or do an activity and be fully present in that. It just changes your outlook on life. And I love it. Yeah, well, Michaela, we're having such a good conversation, but we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about success and scholarship. Hello and welcome back to the Four Points Podcast. Again, I am joined by Miss Great Lakes, Michaela Tucker, and we are going to start talking about success. So obviously, Michaela, you're sitting in here with me as a title holder and that just screams success. So tell me your crowning story. Tell me how that moment really felt for you. Oh, gosh, that was the (laughs) most incredible moment. So again, this is my first year competing and I have competed in the Miss Indiana State Fair organization before. Okay. so and I was second runner up both years that I competed there. Oh, Awesome. Which was really quite cool. And I earned some money for school in that way. And I got a lot of cool prizes from local businesses and that really support what we're doing in, in Porter County. But that moment was absolutely insane. After competing at Miss Northeast, I looked at myself and said, you know what, why am I trying to fit into this cookie cutter mold that I think pageantry is? 
why am I trying to make myself something that I'm not? And so when I went to Miss Great Lakes, I set a goal for myself. I said, you know what? You just be authentically you in every single way possible. Let them know who you are because it doesn't really matter what you wear or trying to fit into this mold. What matters is being your authentic self. And I think that was part of why I felt so good about being at Miss Great Lakes was because I truly opened up and let my walls down, which has been significantly hard for me in the past because of my upbringing and such. Mm -hmm. But that moment I stood there and I... I, everyone has their picks. My parents even had their picks too. So, and sometimes it's not me and that's okay. Cause yeah. I'd rather have raw, real information than that. Like you're doing great. It yeah. was so good. You're doing great when I'm actually not going in the specific direction. Yeah. I need that constructive criticism. And I love having that mm-hmm. from my parents specifically, but I will tell you after they called first runner up, I thought she had it personally the girl that you had picked in your head she was the one that i had picked i love her she is such a sweetheart she just got off the miss indiana usa stage she is a phenomenal drummer like she's great and overall as a human being she just she encompasses what mao is going for Mm -hmm. and going towards and what i thought the direction they were going towards and when she got called i was like wow that's really really cool you know i can't wait for the next pageant i was already on the next one instead Mm -hmm. of savoring the moment and then rachel called my name and (laughs) i thought i had imagined it if i'm being honest i thought i was just kind of in my head hoping and waiting for that this opportunity and but being comfortable with you know, if it's not my opportunity, it's not a complete no. It's a just, just not right now. Your opportunity is coming. Mm-hmm. Your moment is coming. And it's going to be a big moment, whether it be here or somewhere else. So I stood there on the stage for a solid five or six seconds. And uh, Jersey w- was next to me. And she's looking at me. And I don't know why she's looking at me. And everybody's looking at me. And I don't know why. I hear a fall in the back after my name is called. And that took my whole attention away (laughs) but Libby's looking at me and kind of like hey you won you won so I'm walking up I have no clue what's going on come to find out later that crash that I heard in the back was my mom falling off of her chair (laughs) (laughs) because she was flabbergasted I mean I was flabbergasted and to to feel the crown on my head and to to hear my name called as Miss Great Lakes it was just it validated everything that I've been working towards Mm -hmm. and everything that I've been working on in myself that I am headed in a positive direction and that you know the sky is really the limit for me I never thought I would ever do anything like this Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd be a title holder I remember being um 13 14 years old and 4-H saying I'll never run for fair queen you know I'll never do anything like that but Mm. but here I am now because it's so much more than putting on a dress and plastering on a smile and walking Mm -hmm. on stage and being pretty it's about developing your personality, developing your morals, your values, learning new information, mm-hmm. and just propelling you into the world to really set you up for success. Mm-hmm. So that's how that kind of moment really felt for me. And I don't think I would be doing anything, especially something like this. I never yeah. thought I'd be on a podcast <laughs> in my life. I never thought I'd be talking to people and people wanting to hear what I have to say. And that's another thing that with success I mean, I'm I'm first generation college student. You know, a lot of the times I was being overlooked and n- my opinions were being undervalued when I was growing up. And to be a part of an organization that encompasses 
every woman's ideas, opinions, and lets them know that we have a seat at the table and we're actively continuing to build that table. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And everyone, someone asked me about what my crowning moment was like. I was like, I would love to tell you, don't remember a second of it. But it's like that moment where everything just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like you described it perfectly. It just, everything clicked. This is where I'm supposed to be. This was my moment. And you mentioned being a first generation college student. So let's kind of dive into the scholarship segment of this podcast. So obviously Miss America is built on being one of the largest scholarship organizations in the United States. So how is that, was that kind of an influence for you to get in the organization and how has the scholarship money you've received really helped you towards your education? So I don't think it was actually the main factor in why I wanted to get into this organization. I think one of the main contributing factors was me just wanting to have the opportunity to speak my mind and feel heard and be able to advocate for the things that I love and that I'm super passionate about. The scholarship money is really absolutely nice though because (laughs) as a graduate student going to a very prestigious program in our country expensive program yeah it is incredibly (laughs) expensive I mean I have no problem sharing I'm $72,000 in debt if I'm being completely honest with you and I think that also comes from not having super um, really good financial literacy when I left high school I didn't really understand the implication of the loans that I was taking on when I first came into school but now going through, you know, being a 500 festival princess as well, we had leadership development where we talked a lot about financial um, things and I was able to kind of get that under control. But having the help of the Miss America organization and scholarship is going to be amazing for me mm-hmm. because then I'll be able to continue to help individuals and not be super stressed about my financials because we are fluctuating in our base pay as physical therapists. But scholarship to me means so much more than just money. I think being a first-generation college student, it was really important to me that I pursued a degree. And it wasn't just pressure from my family, pressure from my parents. They gave me the opportunity to do whatever that I wanted. A trade would have been phenomenal. But I felt that for me to be successful, I wanted to go into the medical field. And to go in the medical field, I had to go to college. Mm -hmm. So I feel like as a first gen, I was really stumbling around and not really able to find my way. And we have wonderful resources here on campus, but those resources can only go so far to help me kind of plan what I wanted to do in life. So I think first generation college students really come in 10, 12 steps behind everybody else. And when we move one step forward, everyone else has moved like 13, 14, 15. (laughs) And we're kind of behind on the time so but I think being in that kind of group has made me appreciate my education so much more and appreciate the opportunity that I have to study because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of individuals in you know different countries and different states who don't have the opportunity to go to college yeah 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 I absolutely applaud first-year college students because I know how hard that can be to break that mold that has kind of been set out in front of you like your parents didn't go to college so do you really need to go? Is it really worth it? And everyone's ability to adapt to college quickly. Some of my friends who are first-gen college students adapted quicker than I did. But I mean, for you, especially coming in as a first-generation college student and then getting into graduate school, that's incredibly oppressive. And I do applaud you. So we kind of talked about it a little bit, but tell me more about your collegiate experience, more about your undergrad and just your time here at UND. Oh, I could talk uh, for days about my time here at UND. (laughs) I truly do love this university. And 
I, when I came into undergrad, I was pretty, I had mentioned this before, but I was pretty sure on what I wanted to do. So that, that wasn't really where I was fumbling. Where I was fumbling was, is that nobody from my high school came here. I graduated from a high school that had mm-hmm. a class of 113. I was really, really small. And I was actually the biggest of the small schools in the PCC conference. And coming down here, I had a really hard time making friends. I had a really hard time meeting people because I come from a really small rural community and you just dropped me basically, you know, just south of, but right in the city where I had never really been Mm -hmm. before. But I knew that I wanted to be here because no matter that I had a hard time making friends at first, this did feel like home. And then I finally found my people. And through that, I mean, I'm, I'm currently living with my best of friends. And I, if I wouldn't have come down here, I wouldn't have met them and I wouldn't have had the experiences and then found out the things that I have found out about myself here, being here. So I loved being involved in everything that I could here at the university. I mean, hooks and needles. I'm going to put a shameless plug for any UND student that listens to this. Hooks and Needles is a crochet and knitting club on campus. (laughs) Come hang out with us. We will teach you how to do it. It is the best stress relief you will ever find working with textiles. And actually, there is psychological research that working with some type of textile is really good for your mental health. Oh, my gosh. I've always wanted I see people on TikTok and they crochet like stuffed animals. Yeah. I want to do that so bad i want to learn how to i mean i know how to sew like roughly mom if you're listening to this i know i don't know how to like sew sew but like (laughs) if there's a hole in something like give me a thread and needle i i can fix it yeah um but i love and i did like the friendship bracelet thing but that's i didn't know i always am like i feel like i'm so in the dark about clubs on this campus because the communication about all the different clubs there are there's so many and on our poster boards there's like tons they're like yeah. push pinned to this wall and they have to put stamps on them it's like this one has to come down this day because we've got to put something else up there yeah. but that is a great thing about this campus and i i mean i didn't even know about that but there is a lot of clubs at small schools and i think that gets really overlooked and your experience at und obviously is very different than mine we're in completely different departments yes. we spend our time in completely different buildings yes. i imagine you spend a lot of your time in the health pavilion oh, i spend a yeah. lot of my time right here in the studio that we're sitting in um, but I think UND really has something for you, Indy. Like, see the joke. They do it all the time. Yeah. Um, so everyone who kind of starts competing in this organization, they have that dream of being Miss America because we really wouldn't get into it if we didn't dream about being that female advocate for the entire nation. But outside of the job of Miss America, what do you think your dream job is? Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's just a, such a simple answer is just to be a physical therapist and mm-hmm. just be the most authentic, real person that I can be. I, like I said, I've wanted to be a physical therapist for a long time. I think I want to be a physical therapist since my sophomore or junior year in high school. Mm. And I never changed. Everyone told me I was going to change my major. I will tell you that. When I got in the university, it's, oh, you'll change. You'll change your idea. You'll find something else you like. Nope, I wanted nope. to do physical therapy. And where am I right now? Learning how to be PT. a physical therapist. Yes. But that really is my dream job because, and I know it's my dream job because I sit in class every single day and no matter that there's things that like I don't really want to do for my career, there is nothing like cardiopulmonary physical therapy, acute care physical therapy, ED physical therapy, any specialty of physical therapy, there is not something that I, that I haven't, that I haven't loved Mm -hmm. that in the words of Kathy Martin, hasn't set my hair on fire. (laughs) Everything that I learn just there's something that jumps inside of me. I don't know how to describe it. It's like getting butterflies in my stomach every time that I'm you learning learn about something, something new. new or learn about a new specialty that's coming up or learn about a new opportunity to get involved in the APTA. It Something inside of me just jumps. <laughs> and I 
it just for me I get a little I get a little emotional when I think about this because I've never don't think I've ever been super so passionate about something in my life Mm -hmm. and I truly do know that I'm never going to work a day in my life I know that burnout's really really high in medical care professions and I know there's a lot of people that are going to scoff at that and be like oh just wait till you get out here yeah but I'm telling you coming I'm coming from a place of love and I'm going to do my best to lead with love in my profession because I'm loving what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and everything makes me excited just to get out there and just start helping individuals and using my knowledge to create an impact on my community absolutely so since you had that answer just like ready to go follow-up question and i think this is a new one here on the podcast but do you want to stay in indiana or are your horizon kind of set in a different state or somewhere else so since i was young i've always really wanted to travel Mm -hmm. i didn't really have the opportunity because you know i've got three horses at home i've got dogs i've got cats and my parents are both really really hard workers at what they do and so i never really had the opportunity to go on big vacations and visit other states it's just been now that i've been in college i mean i've been in north carolina i've been to michigan i've been to kentucky tennessee you know ohio illinois i really kind of stayed in the midwest so my heart is here in indiana Mm -hmm. and i i do love the state and i really think that my place is going to be here because there's a lot of work to do in Indiana Mm -hmm. for physical therapy and I feel like my voice and my determination and my skills would be best served here to try to get those ball rolling by talking to legislators and talking to the individuals that are advocating for us and really starting to get things moving but I would be interested in doing tribal physical therapy so that I can see different places and just experience our country because there are so many people that get to go and have a lot of fun and have visited all these different places and I look at that and I want to do that so bad so that's why I'm trying to get on planes and go places I've never flown in my life so that would be interesting oh really yeah airplanes are fun I love the feeling like when it speeds up really fast to take off once the first time you experience that it's like literally nothing else it's like the craziest roller coaster you've ever been on in your life but we're having a really good conversation we're gonna take one more break and when we come back we are going to talk about Miss Indiana week Welcome back to the final segment of the Four Points Podcast. And me and Michaela are both first timers at Miss Indiana this year. And we're obviously both so excited. Um, But we're just going to talk about our expectations for Miss Indiana, kind of what we're thinking going in, because it can be a little intimidating. Um, So just overall, how are you feeling about going to compete at a state competition? I honestly am just really excited. (laughs) I, again, have never done anything like this in my life. And there are so many girls that I have met that have competed in MAO, but have never gone to a state competition. So for me to go as a first timer, you know, first year competing, that's crazy. (laughs) I never would have thought I I would have gotten anything Mm because I went from, you know, Miss Collegiate Indy, nothing. Miss Northeast, nothing. nothing. And then all of a sudden I have this title and I have this platform and I'm like, wow, wow. this is, no- wow. You know, <laughs> I wanted it like Owen Wilson who says that. Wow. wow. <laughs> but I'm going in really excited, just with an open mind and an open heart. I have no expectations. Mm-hmm. I truly have no expectations, and it's not because I think I'm going to have a bad experience. It's because I don't know what to expect. Really? (laughs) That's why I have no expectations. It's going to be a week of learning and growth and just meeting other individuals and just meeting other women that are doing good in their communities and being successful in all walks of life because everyone Mm -hmm. has a different success story, you know. Yeah. 
But I think, though, that I do have a couple goals for myself for Miss Indiana, Mm -hmm. and one of them being um, I just want to be my authentic self the Mm -hmm. whole time. Mm -hmm. I want to, not saying that I'm not my authentic self every single day, Mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is is that I can kind of get wrapped up, and I just need to realize that what works for other people works really good for them, but probably won't work best for me, you know, standing in a specific way or, you know, trying to phrase things in a different way. Mm -hmm. That works well for them. It is my job to find out what works well for me. And in my preparation for Miss Indiana, we've really narrowed in on what works best for me. How am I going to be able to show myself and show what I'm advocating for in the best light and just have fun the entire (laughs) week? Just enjoy every single thing. I mean. Yeah. And then so outside of the competition aspect, is there any part of the week that you're just really looking forward to? I think I'm really looking forward to I think I'm looking forward to two things actually. I think I, I think talent is one of the th- one thing that I'm really excited for. And then interview is another thing that I'm also excited for because I get to just sit here and talk like I'm doing right now. <laughs> I can just talk with people and share about who I am, what I do and where I'm going in life and and to feel heard and seen and and validated. That is going to be the most wonderful experience and that's what I've been getting out of MAO so far as well and talent too because I haven't really been performing in front of people yeah it's been a long time since I've really stepped on a stage and let my guard down because music is such a vulnerable thing I I share my soul I share a piece of my soul every time that I Mm -hmm. walk and I sing in front of people and my goal is to make people feel what I'm feeling and to give them an opportunity to not only hear my song, but to have an experience. So that's probably one of my yeah. second biggest goals. So um, outside of the competition, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of luncheons, career or excuse me, service opportunities, a lot of getting to know the girls in your class. And then obviously there's a parade in the week and there's all the activities we do with princesses. So if we're not looking at the competition itself, is there another part of the week that you're just so excited about? I think that I'm really, 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 really excited to meet (laughs) everybody. I tend to find myself friends with guys mostly yeah so i like i really connect with my boyfriend and his friends and the entire baseball thing i don't know why i just do (laughs) and i've always kind of been that way i mean i'm my roommate is a guy that is my overall best friend so getting to meet other women and connect with them on a different level than i've ever been able to before is something that I'm really looking forward to. And I am also really looking forward to being out in the community and having other opportunities to serve others because that's really truly at my heart. And that's another reason why I chose UND too. I will kind of roll that back to that because UND's motto is education for service. Mm -hmm. And they really embody that here. Mm -hmm. And I just love I love losing myself in the service of others. That is my mental health regulator. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have any other like goal regarding the competition itself? Like I want to place a certain way. I want to get this award or this scholarship or I want to do this thing really well and walk out of there knowing that I did it the best that I could. What would be your other goal going into the week? For competition-wise, I don't have any expectations for placings, any expectations for scholarships. What what will be, will be. 
what opportunity is meant for me will be because a no is not a no it's a just not right now Mm -hmm. because for every just not right now I'm going to have a thousand this is your times Mm -hmm. and if it is my time to you know place in the top 11 place in the top five win Miss Indiana win a scholarship then then it is my time I but I think the one thing that I really want to do well is conveying my emotions because it's something that I've always struggled to do is to really let my guard down because I have been hurt and I have been bruised and I have been emotionally closed off a lot of my life. So like I said, music is emotional. It lets your it lets people in and that's something I've always had a hard time doing. So for me, my goal is to let my guard down, let my walls down and be able to truly feel everything and be present in every single moment at Miss Indiana because I can also get really ahead of myself. Yeah, well, Michaela, I have had so much fun talking to you, a fellow hound today. But before we go, I would like you to plug any social media account you'd like or any website, anything you want to plug here to an audience, please go ahead and do so. Oh, yeah, definitely. So if you're looking for physical therapy, please, please, please look at choosept.com. It's going to help you find a physical therapist and tell you what you need to do, what you can expect, and just gives you a ton of other resources for yourself. Definitely follow me at Miss Indiana, Miss Great Lakes please and you can also <laughs> follow my personal account mpt213 on instagram check out miss great lakes on facebook as well but other than that i may have a podcast to plug in the future i've been looking into opportunities mm-hmm. like that but that's all you got that's all you got but just check me out <laughs> i'd love to talk to you too if you got any questions about miss america any questions about the things that i do as physical therapy about graduate school about college in general or you're looking for opportunities and resources to you know get you started on the track to a degree i'm more than happy to talk about that too all right well Michaela, thank you so much for taking time out of finals week i mean geez <laughs> to be here with me you are such a delight your smile lights up this studio and i am once again so grateful to everyone for tuning in and i will see you next time